well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am delighted to be behind the microphone with you this morning, or uh, this Monday, rather. It has been weeks now. We've been talking about the Supreme Court. We had Alan Gottlieb of the Second Amendment Foundation on last week, uh, uh, answering the question, is the Supreme Court a lost cause? Alan Gottlieb said he wasn't ready to give up hope yet. So there were still some right-to-carry cases that uh, were out there. He was hoping that the court would take one of them. And uh, today, Alan Gottlieb got his wish, as did uh, millions of other gun owners out there. The Supreme Court accepting a uh, case called New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Corlett. Technically, the case is called New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, because that is the uh, new commissioner of the New York State Police. Uh, but the uh, question that the court will be looking at is whether or not these individual plaintiffs uh, had their Second Amendment rights violated by not getting a license to carry in New York State. And in essence, what the court is going to consider is whether or not New York states may issue discretionary licensing laws in which self-defense isn't seen as a valid reason to obtain a license to carry, whether or not those laws violate the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. Joining us to talk about this, Tom King, president of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, the Second Amendment organization that is bringing this challenge along with a number of individual plaintiffs. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty details of the case and find out what happens next in our conversation with Tom King. Take a look and a listen. Tom King, head of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, thank you so much for joining me on the program, sir. Pleasure to be here, Cam. Uh, congratulations. It is rare we get to talk about good news when we uh, get a chance to sit down and talk about what's going on in New York State. But the Supreme Court taking up New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Corlett. What can you tell us about this case, Tom? Well, it, it, this has been something that's been brewing in New York for a, a long time, Kim. Uh, you know, back 30 years ago or so, there was a a Second Circuit Court of Appeals case that allowed uh, the issuing officers in each county to uh, be the judge and jury over whether you would get a a, a a concealed carry permit or whether you would even get a permit, okay? And uh, so uh, this hopefully is going to set some strict rules and, uh, uh, you know, in line with Heller McDonald in the, the, the D.C. case, and allow the citizens of New York to have the same the same rules and the same laws of you know most of the other states you know like forty one or forty two of the other states. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the right to carry revolution that kicked off in the nineteen uh, eighties, as you say, we now have forty two states that are shall issue uh, when it comes to the issuing of their concealed carry licenses. 20 of those states are also permitless carry, so you can get a concealed carry license if, if you want one, but as a legal gun owner, uh, you don't have to have a license to carry. And as you say, there are just eight states left, including New York and California. I mean, some big population centers that, that still allow uh, you know those issuing authorities to use broad discretion to uh, approve or deny licenses to, to anybody. Um, and, you know, for and for any reason whatsoever, right? Because self defense isn't seen as a as a valid reason to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. You've got to be able to point out some sort of specific ongoing threat against your life or something that sets you apart from the average citizen. That's right. Something that makes you a special group. 
which would appear to me and you and a lot of other gun owners out there uh, to squarely contradict the right of the people uh, to both keep and bear arms. So so this case involves uh, not only the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, but a number of uh, members and, and individual plaintiffs who who tried to get a license and were denied, correct? That is correct. OK, and um, we uh, we had been watching this and uh, people uh, had come to us and said, can you help us? And um, in, in for the most part, uh the, the way, because of the, le- the, the way the, the makeup of the legislature in New York right now, the only way to help these people is through court action. Okay. So we got together with the NRA and asked, and, um, they said, yeah, find plaintiffs and, and, you know, we'll put together a suit and see what happens. And, and here we are. Here we are. All right. So I don't know. Have, have you had a chance to talk with uh, Paul Clement, the attorney representing you and the other plaintiffs uh, since the Supreme Court announcement came down this morning? No, I have not, Cam. Uh, OK. I've talked to him uh, as recently as, you know, a week or so ago, but I have not talked to him today. OK. Now, one of the things that I, I, I to me, it's not cause for alarm, but it is interesting to note the question that that Paul Clement raised in his uh, petition for for cert uh, it was um, whether or not the Second Amendment allows the government to prohibit ordinary law abiding citizens from carrying handguns outside of the home for self-defense. The court kind of tweaked that question a little bit and said that uh, it will decide the question of, quote, whether the state's denial of petitioners applications for concealed carry licenses for self-defense violated the Second Amendment. Um, do you see that as a as a huge substantive change in, in terms of the questions that are being raised here, uh, Tom? Is this something that gives you cause for alarm or concern or is this just something that the court uh, is doing maybe to try to, uh, to to narrow down the issue in front of them? Uh, no, we don't. We don't have a big issue regarding this, and, and uh, I think you're right. It's it's something that the court is trying to do to narrow down the issue. Uh, I don't think it's going to substantially change what uh, what we're asking for or what the, how the court would decide. Okay, yeah, I, and I'm I'm kind of with you uh, on that. I mean, I still think that the court could address the issue of of may issue licenses, not just for these individual uh, petitioners, but uh, the 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 licensing laws in general uh, in New York State and, and and of course because this is the Supreme Court weighing in now a decision would not only necessarily impact New York State's laws but could impact all may issue laws which is why gun control groups are freaking out why they have been avoiding uh, the Supreme Court trying to take a carry case in, in fact Tom you know it was a couple of years ago. There was a similar challenge out of uh, Washington, D.C. D.C. had their good cause requirement. They mm-hmm. lost at the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals level, and gun control groups convinced the city, don't appeal this to the Supreme Court. Because if you lose, uh, then this sets a nationwide precedent. So let me ask you, do you think gun control groups are now going to start trying to pressure Governor Cuomo and, and lawmakers change the change the rules, change the law in New York State, just like you did because remember, Tom, it was a year ago that the Supreme Court mooted another case that you had brought, right? This time challenging a New York City law. And the state of New York and New York City said, well, we're just going to change that law. And now, now there's no legal conflict. And the court went along with that argument. Do you, do you foresee the possibility of the same thing happening now when it comes to the carry laws in New York State? 
Uh, I would be I would be greatly surprised if that would happen if that would happen. Okay, um, you, you know the, um, the 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 pistol permit laws uh, in New York State are are state laws, and they they refer to all areas of the state. There are further restrictions that are put on by by some counties. Okay, but if if the uh, Supreme Court said the people of New York State were or or they changed the law to read that the people of uh, upstate New York could carry concealed, but not in New York City or not on Long Island. Uh, I mean, there, there goes equal protection under the law, and I don't think that the, I don't think that the city is going to bend to removing all pistol permit restrictions on concealed carry. I just don't think that they're going to do that. I, I you know, I, I suspect you're right. Uh, it's one thing to change the law about traveling. And even then, uh, the city and the state were, were very reluctant to do so. It, it, it took a Supreme Court granting uh, a cert in that challenge before they decided, okay, maybe let, let, let's try this legal gambit and see if it works. Um, you're right. I, I think that this is a, a bigger issue uh, and a broader issue and one where the, 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 the anti-gun stakeholders, uh, I suspect are, would, 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 would not be able to come to an agreement. Uh, and I, frankly, I don't even know if the court would, would go for it a second time around, honestly. I, I don't know if they would either because, uh, you know, it, it, there, there are some who are saying that, um, uh, that even though New York City changed the law, that they're not necessarily, um, abiding by the, by the new law. And so, uh, you know, and I don't have any proof to that, but I've had people call up and call up and tell me that they've talked to one police uh, plaza and asked about it. And they, they're saying they don't know anything about the new law, you know. So uh, I, I just don't know uh, that the Supreme Court would 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 do it again for a second time. So so when it comes to this particular case, I mean, again, what we're dealing with here is is whether or not the right to bear arms actually means what it says or, or whether a state can establish a regime that is so restrictive that the average citizen has no opportunity uh, to, to exercise that, uh, that right protected uh, in the Constitution. What, what is your ideal outcome uh, in, in this case, Tom? What are you hoping to hear the courts say? We're hoping to say that the, um, the people of New York State who uh, are are not are not otherwise prohibited by law from uh, you know from having committed a felony or will be automatically granted a concealed carry permit when they when they apply for a license. Okay, so you're not this, again. I want to make sure that people understand what what is at stake here. You're not arguing uh, that New York should become a constitutional carry state. But you are, but you are arguing that New York should be a shall issue state, that people's rights are being violated by these current discretionary issue laws. Yes, that's right. Uh, you know, uh, we are, we are not arguing constitutional carry at this time, but you know, um, it, it, there's a long road ahead of us here, and, you know, and we lost our rights incrementally, incrementally, and we're, we're trying to get them back incrementally and, um, you know, if this works, who knows what's coming next? Well, absolutely. And I think that, you know, again, I know that sometimes we've got folks on both sides of this issue, by the way, gun control advocates are, are just as eager uh, to get as big a piece of the pie as possible. But but you're absolutely right in that, 
you you do things one step at a time, right? Heller did not answer, obviously, every question involving the Second Amendment. Heller said D.C.'s handgun ban is unconstitutional. Their storage ban is unconstitutional. McDonald said uh, cities can't violate your Second Amendment rights any more than the federal government can. And since then, the court has largely been silent. So now this is that first case where the court is examining the issue of your right to keep and bear arms outside of the home. And this is going to be, uh, I, I think, an incredibly important case, not only for the, the gun owners of New York, but as you say, for for years and even decades to come, building, uh, hopefully, a, a wall, a legal wall of protection around our right to keep and bear arms. That's that's what we that's what we would like to see happen. All right. Well, Tom, again, very exciting day. I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us talking about it. And, you know, um, we're going to be relying on you. We're going to be calling on you quite a bit between now and the uh, oral arguments later this year. But uh, again, congratulations to you and all the gun owners in New York State. This is uh, it's not a guaranteed victory, but this is a big step forward uh, seeing the court agree to take this case. Uh, I, I agree, Cam. And, uh, you know, it's a step. I mean, uh, this could be a landmark decision, you know, if they if they rule in our favor. We just got to sit back and wait, and make the argument, and uh, and pray that the that the the, the stars all align and, uh, and and the grace of God is looking down on us, and you know, and whatever we need to do to win this. Absolutely, Tom King, head of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. As always, sir, it's great talking with you. Thank you so much for your time today. Cam, thank you always. I appreciate Tom King joining us on the program. We are obviously going to be paying very, very close attention to this case as it moves forward and expect more details uh, in the days and weeks and months ahead uh, before oral arguments take place here in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Corlett slash Bruin. Right now, let's turn our attention to today's Armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, our recidivist report. We will start there with a story out of West Virginia. Uh, Algona man gets four years probation for shooting at another individual. Yeah, this is from uh, Pocahontas County, West Virginia. And uh, uh, so this guy got a real sweetheart deal. A Pocahontas County District Judge has suspended the 10-year prison sentence that he gave a man for shooting a short-barreled shotgun at another person. Did uh, did did that individual who possessed a uh, short-barreled shotgun uh, do so legally? Doesn't sound like it. Joshua Schmidt's sentence will be dismissed if he completes just four years of probation. Uh, Schmidt had entered a guilty plea to a felony charge of going armed with intent. So he was allowed to plead down from, uh, I don't know, likely attempted murder? So with a deadly weapon, to going armed with intent, he also uh, was sentenced for escaping the Pocahontas County Jail last September. Captured two days later when the uh, 18-year-old Schmidt fired the weapon, he missed the target, then ran away. <sighs> Escape, uh, unlawful possession of a firearm, going armed with intent, four years probation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we need more gun control laws on the books. That's what we need. We don't need to just, you know, enforce the existing laws that are out there. Uh, <clears throat> a little bit better than, uh, I don't know, slap on the wrist and four years probation. Today's Armed Citizen story, Rock Hill, South Carolina, where a 19-year-old who was shot and killed uh, was killed in self-defense, according to authorities. Uh, WCNC says it was uh, a disorderly call to an apartment on Saturday morning. At least that's what it started out as. Uh, ended up with a 19-year-old shot 
Uh, officials said the shooting was the result of self-defense as well as the defense of others. So the phone call came in around 4.30 Saturday morning. Police got a call about a, a disorderly individual. Uh, well, on the way to the apartment, they got another call that a, a shooting had occurred. Once officers arrived on the scene, they located a 19-year-old man with two gunshot wounds. He was pronounced uh, dead at the scene. Uh, during the initial investigation process, officials learned that the 19-year-old allegedly had initiated a verbal altercation uh, with others in an apartment. Then the escalation or the altercation uh, escalated when the 19-year-old began assaulting individuals in the apartment and threatened to kill them. The 19-year-old strangled a male who he had assaulted and was then shot by another person in the apartment in an attempt to stop the attack. The 19-year-old then turned and started strangling a female in the apartment, which is why he was shot a second time. Neighbor Ben Cagle says it's usually pretty quiet around here. Everyone usually just minds their own business. It goes about their day. I talk to my neighbors every once in a while, but other than that, he says it's business as usual. Well, this was an unusual occurrence, but I'm glad that uh, these folks were able to act in self-defense. Uh, the uh, York County Solicitor's Office will take a look, but Rock Hill investigators say that uh, they have determined that this was a, a, a justified shooting there in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And finally today, our good deed of the day, I, I will be honest with you, I try to stay away from the the, the, the animal stories, just because I, I like it when, you know, police officers help humans. I, I think we should focus on that. Not that they don't do great work with animals. This story, though, this story got me right in the feels. Bartlett Police Owner helps reunite dog missing for six years. Six years with its owner. That's amazing. WMC in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, calls it an unlikely reunion. It says it was uh, joyous nonetheless. Yeah, unlikely is saying something. Thanks to a uh, Bartlett police officer, Officer Rodriguez spotted a, a small dog uh, in the road back on April the 20th, coaxed the dog into his car, took it to an animal shelter. Turns out the dog had been microchipped, and the shelter found the owner who said the dog had been missing for six years. The shelter said the owner cried tears of joy when she reunited with her dog. Police department called it a miracle reunion and said Officer Rodriguez did an awesome job taking time to do something that makes the department and the town of Bartlett, Tennessee proud. So in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing and return a dog missing for six years to his rightful owner, Officer Rodriguez. We thank you, sir, for your very, very good deed. That is, unfortunately, all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. Do want to thank you for being a part of the program, as always. Also, we we'll want to thank all of our VIP subscribers to BearingArms.com. If you would like exclusive content, if you would like uh, things like live chats with uh, Hot Airs, Ed Morrissey, and myself, if you would like to support the work that we do at BearingArms.com, uh, you can do so. Just go to BearingArms.com slash subscribe. If you use the code GUNS, You'll get 25% off of your VIP membership, which, again, does give you exclusive access to uh, commentary, analysis, things that uh, you won't get when you're just reading the uh, the free portion of the website. Uh, and we certainly do appreciate your support. Th th this allows us to continue to try to do the work that we do at uh, BarryAndArms.com each and every day, bringing you the latest Second Amendment news and information from newsmakers like Tom King, head of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. Don't forget as well, you can also subscribe to Town Hall Media on YouTube. That way you'll never miss a program. Or if you want Rumble.com, just look for Barry and Arms Cam and Company. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher as well. Just look up Barry and Arms Cam and Company. And I promise we'll be back tomorrow with more of the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation. But until then, be well, be safe, and be free. 